are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? The always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and graphic designer, so please check out my website. It's millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, at LockedOnDiamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram for those handles, for those social media accounts. Now, for today's show, we are talking about a bunch of different things today. I'll tell you one of my biggest problems with baseball. We'll get into Bleacher's, Bleacher Report's biggest nightmare scenario for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They do it for all 30 teams, but we're just going to look at the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then finally, we're going to get to Tier 1 of MLB.com's free agent rankings and decide which of these Tier 1 free agents the Diamondbacks should target. But first, your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44. Your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks, is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off your next order. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's uh, let's discuss my biggest issue with baseball because, you know, it's just a casual What's today? Today's Tuesday. So it was a casual Monday yesterday, you know, just a normal day. I'm going to work. I work for Sun Devil Women's Basketball. You know, I do some graphic design, some video. So just a normal day. Came home, went to the gym. But throughout the whole day, my phone was blowing up. And you know why? I was getting Woj and Shams bombs all day long. And for you guys who don't know, Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams Shams. Charmia, Charmania, Sham Charmania, that's how you say it, both of them, the two biggest insiders for basketball, dropping news all day long on Twitter, all these major trades happening in the NBA on a casual Monday, NBA opened up their transaction window today, trades are allowed to go through, and we saw teams going crazy today, Suns get Chris Paul, good job for Phoenix, I mean, I, I like it, I mean, doing the Arizona Diamondbacks podcast doing the Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. I want to see the Suns prosper to be interesting. That's my phone now. If you guys can see, already getting more Twitter notifications, but nothing from Woj this time. But yeah, we saw you know Chris Paul go to Phoenix. We saw uh, Drew Holiday go to the Bucks. Bogdanovich go to the Bucks. It was just madness yesterday on Twitter. And what did we see from baseball? Just more quietness. Just more silence from baseball and they're too in their offseason it's free agency for baseball but where's the noise where's the buzz 
there's just no spark around this baseball offseason. And it shouldn't be like that. And baseball just does such a bad job of marketing their offseason calendar, their their how they set up their offseason calendar with free agency, with their awards. It's awful. I mean, baseball, I, I know the Alex Cora signing didn't have everything to do with offseason, but it shows everything that's wrong with baseball and their marketing and how they're working their news into the mainstream media because we saw the Red Sox hire Alex Cora on a Friday, a Friday news dump. No one was able to talk about that hiring till the next week, and that could have been huge for baseball. Seeing Alex Cora, a guy who just was included in that big cheating scandal, going back with the one of the most uh, notorious franchises in baseball, they're, they're reuniting. That would have been a huge national story, but another Friday news dump, and it just passes by. The Marlins GM, the female that just got hired to be the first female GM in all North American major sports, I feel like that story has been talked about enough. And then when you think about free agency for baseball, you have the winter meetings. Like, think about, think about how insane the winter meetings are every year for baseball or you know typically are imagine if the nba had summer meetings where all 30 teams and their executives got together to discuss trades and signings you think of that nba offseason is crazy now if they had summer meetings it would take it to an astronomical level i mean the buzz around the nba in the offseason would be insane seeing all these deals happen within a week and that's what usually happens in baseball. Maybe that's one of their issues that they have the winter meetings where most of the deals happen. But the winter meetings should be huge for baseball. It's such an interesting element seeing all this one giant transaction hub for free agency. I think it's one of the most interesting times of the year for an offseason. And when I compare it to other sports, when I look at MLB offseason compared to other sports, it's just as entertaining as any of them, just as an inter- just as entertaining as the NBA's, just as entertaining as NFL's, MLB's offseason is just as good as any. But why are they not capitalizing on it? Why doesn't it have that national buzz? There's no reason why it shouldn't. I already mentioned the December winter meetings. That is a great element that baseball has that no other sport has. The fact that you get to congregate all the executives into one spot to go over transactions and free agents, I think it's just such a phenomenal idea, and I think it just brings so much intrigue to the sport. Plus, the no salary cap, uh, the, the fact that you just have to pay a luxury tax if you go over a certain thresh- threshold, that should just create it creates a true open market in baseball where any team could get any player they want. And yes, the Yankees are always going to have the money, but the Diamondbacks, if they wanted to spend the money, could go out there and get any free agent on the market they want to. We've seen them do it with a guy like Zach Greinke, shell out $200 million. So in baseball, compared to other sports, any small market team can land those big time free agents. As when you see with you know the NBA, most of the big market teams are going to get the big market guys. You don't see a team like the Hornets signing guys like LeBron, Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving. It just doesn't happen. But in baseball, a Zach Greinke level pitcher can go to the D-backs. We can see another star level player go to some random team because baseball does a great job of having a competitive market for these free agents but yet where's the national buzz 
Eric Cole signed with the Yankees to a mega deal last year, and it got talked about, but that was pretty much the only transaction that did get talked about. Maybe Bryce Harper, too, when he signed Manny Machado, but I feel like the last time a baseball transaction was in the national news was when the Red Sox made that major deal with the Dodgers. It was between two major teams. It was the highest uh, uh, money transferred between two teams in terms of payroll and salaries, and I don't think baseball's really been in the national news really since with a major transaction they've been in the nationals in the national news since with the astros cheating scandal and, and like i said Eric cole signing got talked about that was a little bit more of a footnote at the end of you know a lot of these sports talk shows that red sox dodgers trade led a lot of these sports talk shows and Baseball just hasn't been able to capitalize on the offseason like they should be able to. There's so many interesting elements. The no salary cap, the winter meetings that make the baseball offseason so interesting. Seeing, you know, Bryce Harper and these major free agents sign these decade-long deals. And that's another thing. MLB free agency has the star power. We see the guys like Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, potentially Mookie Betts would have hit free agency if the Red Sox didn't trade him. So we see the best of the best hit free agency. Trevor Bauer is going to be a free agent. Garrett Cole was a free agent last season. So there's not a lack of talent on the free agent market, but there is a lack of buzz. And baseball really needs to work on their offseason schedule and just work overall on capitalizing their sport. And they need to market better. They, they need to do so many things better. I mean, their players aren't getting the national deals like they should be. I mean, I just heard, uh, I forgot who I was listening to, but I was listening to a sports radio show, and they talked about how many commercials do you see Mookie Betts in? I still see Larry Fitzgerald in commercials, even though he's at, like, age 40, and that's true. How does a guy like Fitzgerald have more national TV commercials than arguably the best player in baseball than Mookie Betts? I'm sure Mookie Betts has commercials, but I never see any of those national commercials. And I know I'm in Arizona, but I know those Fitzgerald commercials are national because the sports radio guy I was listening to wasn't from Arizona. So baseball are just not reaching a, a younger audience. They're not reaching really enough of an audience, not even a younger audience, but they're not branching out enough. They have to take over the social media game. And baseball's Twitter handle, Twitter account is pretty good. They do post great hype videos. They do have great content, but they are just not hitting the ground hard enough. And these team social handles also are not doing enough, I feel like. I mean, I, I don't see ever any of these MLB Twitter handles really going vital for their create going viral for their creativity or humor. I mean the Buffalo Bills, go look at their social media account. The the Phoenix Suns, they have a pretty good social media account. I really don't know what the best social media account is in baseball and they all seem to be mundane just like the sport. So baseball Market yourself better. Do better job in the offseason. Get a better calendar. Don't do all these Friday news dumps. Don't do your MLB awards on election day, okay? Don't be announcing the MVPs during election week when the whole country's wrapped up in something else. You guys have to learn how to take advantage when you guys have the spotlight. That's something baseball hasn't been able to do. You guys got the whole summer. That's baseball's time, and you guys haven't been able to capitalize on all that free time. Then the offseason. You got the winter meetings. You got no salary cap. You got star players on the open market. Capitalize on the offseason. People love offseason. They love the hot stove talk. They love the rumors. Offseason has become even more, you know, 
talked about than the regular season, but somehow baseball hasn't been able to get in on the action. And it's pretty sad to see because I really do love the sport of baseball. I wouldn't be doing a five day a week podcast if I didn't love the sport of baseball, but it's sad to see that more of my friends don't love the sport of baseball. And it's sad to see baseball not trying to help themselves out and not trying to market themselves better either. Now coming up, I'll tell you Bleacher Report's worst case nightmare scenario for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But first, all right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and. Let's go to Bleach Report and let's look at their nightmare scenario for the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2021 if they don't do anything this offseason. And the nightmare scenario that Bleach Report has, the writer for this is Zachary Reimer. He says, Arizona Diamondbacks fail to upgrade their offense. So let me read the little blurb he has here for the D-backs. Of the many reasons that the D-backs landed in last place in the NL West in 2020, none loom larger than their offensive struggles. <laughs> the snake stuff for drop-offs in every major category from 2019 to 2020, and ultimately saw their runs per game decrease from 5 to 4.5. It didn't help that they received sub-700 OPSs from first base, second base, third base, and catcher. Though the D-backs might not want to dip into their top 10 farm system to make any blockbuster trades, the free agent market is obviously at their disposal. However, the club's brass has also hinted at a payroll decrease for 2021 after taking a substantial financial hit in 2020. If that causes them to miss out on offensive upgrades, they may be doomed to remain in last place. And I kind of agree with the premise of that article. D-backs definitely need to improve their offense. I mean, I think we all know how bad the D-backs offense was in 2020. I did a pod uh, right when the season ended of the D-backs. Uh, D-backs season by the numbers, just to illustrate how poorly their season was. And if you want me to just go through their lineup real quickly, just to tell you how bad their team was. I mean, Carson Kelly, 221 batting average, 649 OPS. Christian Walker, 271 batting average, which is pretty solid. 792 OPS, which I'll take as well, but only seven home runs. Ketel Marte, only two home runs. He batted 287, but 323 OBP, 409 slugging. Nick Ahmed actually batted 266, which was I thought was pretty solid. He had five home runs, which was you know one of the team leaders actually. He was actually uh, tied for third on the team in home runs with uh, Carson Kelly. And, uh, you know, Nick Ahmed, I thought, was actually pretty solid. Eduardo Espar, we know he was awful this year. 212 batting average, 605 OPS, only three, only four home runs. David Peralta, he had five home runs. He was tied for third as well. He batted 300. He had a 773 OPS. I thought he was pretty solid. Cole Calhoun, 16 home runs. Only batted 226, but 864 OPS. We'll take that too. So this... This lineup by the D-backs is not very good, and if the D-backs have a top ten farm system, I'm not I'm not against them making a blockbuster trade at all. I've said it a lot on this pod. Prospects are not going to be the reason why I don't make a deal. Prospects, I'm never going to be scared to trade one of my top prospects because I don't necessarily believe in prospects. 
there's so many top prospects that don't work out, that don't pan out, that just flame out. And yeah, maybe I'll miss, maybe I'll trade a guy who could be, you know, the next Mookie Betts or Mike Trout, but I'll take that chance because a lot of these guys, we say they're going to be the next great one and it just doesn't happen. Dylan Bundy, Kevin Gosman, uh, nah, the list goes on and on. Ald- Aldrington Simmons hasn't lived up to the expectations that we thought. Byron Buxton is finally starting to come around just a little bit, finally starting to live up to some expectations as well. So for me personally, I- I'm not afraid to trade a prospect because they don't usually, they don't always live up to expectations. It's not like a draft pick where I get to choose an incoming rookie and have them on my team on day one, like in the NBA or NFL. Baseball, I'm going to trade for a prospect, and he still might not be on my team for another couple years. He still might not even make it to my team. If I'm trading for a high-level prospect, I hope he makes it to a major league roster, but it's so weird with trading prospects and trying to evaluate these guys. I'd rather just take the major league level talent who's proven all day, every day, but the D-backs definitely need to make some upgrades this offseason, whether they do it through free agency or trade. It does not matter, but This is a perfect segue because let's look at the tier one of free agents courtesy of MLB.com. Let's see which of these guys the Dimebacks should target. These could be the guys that the Dimebacks need to upgrade their offensive roster and their rotation if we think it is necessary. So let's start with the number one on this list. And that is Trevor Bauer, who's coming off a Cy Young season, just won the Cy Young, and it was a phenomenal year for Trevor Bauer, and he's still a guy who I don't know what to think of. His career ERA is still 3.9 because he has a lot of seasons, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons with an ERA above four, and it seems like he's been pretty up and down, but if you just look at 2018 to 2020, Two of the last three seasons, his ERA has been 2.2 or lower. 2019 was the only season where he struggled, but 2018, he was an all-star, finished sixth in Cy Young voting, and then he won the Cy Young this year. So he's going to cost a lot. He's going to be a major free agent signing. He's only 29, so he'll probably garner a five-year, you know, 175 deal, one of those Zach Greinke-esque deals. And I'm sure the D-backs don't want to hand him out that kind of contract, but if the D-backs get some guts, they want to hand out some deals this offseason, I'll definitely be in line to bring back a former Arizona Diamondback. Next up is DJ LeMayu, and I've already talked about him on this pod. I would love for the Diamondbacks to get DJ LeMayu. He might be a little bit expensive, but I think you could give him a short-term deal, two, three years. He's 32 years old. You could get him till he's 35. You know you're getting a guy who's going to lead the league in batting average, probably get on base over 400. He's got some pop as well, can get you, you know, 20 home runs. He's a run producer, can get you 100 RBIs, and he just does so many great things offensively, and he's a multi-time goal glove winner so he can play great defense too. put him at second move Ketel move Ketel Marte to center field and all of a sudden you got a pretty nasty one-two punch with DJ and Ketel Marte with some complimentary pieces of Christian Walker and Cole Calhoun I would like the team a lot still probably need another piece with DJ Mayu could be huge for the Diamondbacks and it might be expensive but I don't think you would have to give him a long-term deal Next up is Marcel Azuna, who I don't know how much he really plays in center field. I know he's an outfielder, but looking at his uh, positions, it doesn't seem like he plays center field a ton, but he has done it in his past. He has been a center fielder, and now he is going to be 30 years old, so he's still young enough, I think, to play center field. So if he's willing to play center field, this is a perfect kind of guy to add to your team 
offensively and he has been a gold glover in his career so we know he plays good defense but he led the American or the National League this season in home runs with 18 and RBIs with 56 finished six in MVP voting and he's just been a stud the last few years 2019 he struggled a little bit but 2018 23 bombs, you know, batted 280, 2017, 37 home runs, batted 312, batted 338 this year with a 431 OBP. This guy's been really good for the last five seasons, and he's been good at hitting for contact. He's been good at getting on base. He showed the pop. He showed he can be a run producer in the middle of the lineup as well. So Marcelo Zuna, if he's ready to play center field, I would love to have him on the D-backs. He is 30 years old, so... I assume he's going to want a five or six year deal at least. And if it doesn't break the bank, he might break the bank. But I would I would strongly consider breaking the bank for Marcelo Zuna. Next up, we got JT Rambuto. And this is an interesting one. D-backs have a young catcher in Carson Kelly. But if you think you can get JT Rambuto, you just might have to do it. This guy's an offensive stud. He's a career 280 hitter. OBP is only at 330, but it's just enough. And his OPS has been above 800 the last three years. He has a couple of 20 home run campaigns, back-to-back 20 home run campaigns in 2018 and 2019. Uh, two-time all-star during that time period as well so this is a guy at catcher who can hit for good average he's kind of like baby buster posey offensively and if you don't think carson kelly is a long-term answer if you don't think he's actually gonna live up to being uh, live up to expectations of being an everyday catcher that can be you know one of the best in the league offensively then i'll say go out there sign jt real muto for maybe a four-year deal give him what you know, uh, 90, 80 million dollars. Who knows? But I would give JT Rumuto a good amount of money if you don't believe in Carson Kelly. And then finally, the last tier one free agent is George Springer. And I'm all in on George Springer. Now, he is 31 years old. He's a little bit older than the other guys. But if I could get him for a four-year deal, $100 million, I would definitely do that. He's a 39 home run guy in 2019. He's a career 270 hitter. He's usually pretty good at hitting. But really, his OBP 360 is where the money is. And a career 850 OPS. So he's got the power. Can get on base. Can hit for average. He's a huge run producer in the middle of your lineup he's been the 30 home run guy usually throughout his career and for the d-backs they could really use a power hitter like george springer who can also play center field and that would just clean up two areas of weaknesses get your center fielder and you get a true power guy in the middle of the lineup he might be expensive he might break the bank he might be the most expensive free agent of all these free agents i've named but there might not be one better than George Springer out of these free agents. So I wouldn't mind the D-backs breaking the bank for George Springer. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow because it's your team every day. So we'll have more D-backs news, coverage, and insight. Go check out Locked on NBA where they're doing the NBA mock drafts right now. Gearing up for tomorrow's NBA draft. And as always, follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. At Locked On Diamondbacks for my Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!